Hi, welcome to the Holy Fuck Podcast. I'm your host, Alexandra Roxo, author of Fuck Like a Goddess, creator of Radical Awakenings, transformational coach, and student of life. I'm here to stand with you asking questions about what is sacred and what is profane and the space between. Enjoy. Hi, everybody. All right. So today is a solo episode with me where I'm going to share some of my favorite rituals, um, practices around love and sex. And of course, they're coming from a space of consciousness, of awareness, of honoring, um, you know, and I will start by just saying, I used to have unconscious sex. What is unconscious sex? Well, one way that I would call unconscious sex is when I was completely wasted. <laughs> um, and I'm going to be, comp- you know, like real about that. I definitely had phases of my life where I either A, intentionally had unconscious sex or B, unintentionally. The difference is like when it's unintentional, right? We're, we're like just, it, it, it accidentally happens and we're not choosing in. We're not aware of the choices that we're making in that moment. I also had a phase where I chose to have um, this kind of like unconscious sex, but I chose, which may sound really weird. How did you do that? What does that even mean? It means that um, I chose to enter into a relationship with sex where I would allow for um, substances or alcohol. And I was allowing for myself to like break my own good girl. And I think it worked, but I don't recommend that necessarily. Um, I had heard a teacher once who said that she had like a year of maybe unconditional sex where she just like had sex with as many people as she wanted in whatever way she wanted. Anyway, she was later outed as a bit of a cult leader. So I don't want to say that we'll go off what she said, but she is also wise in some ways. Um, but it's like when we have so many hangups around sex and what's good and what's bad, sometimes we have to sort of like annihilate them in some way by doing the thing that we're most afraid of or by doing the thing that that feels like it's bad right um and again like that's not everybody's path to transformation and it definitely um i'm not saying that i recommend it but for me um i had to kind of put my hand in the fire sometimes a little bit in order to like break down some of the boxes around my sexuality and it was terrifying, you know, it was terrifying. Um, but I'm just saying now when I'm, I'm I'm leading or teaching or writing, I'm a woman who chooses to have conscious sex, you know. Um, and in that phase of my life of, say, using a lot of drugs or alcohol or sort of um, like hookups that were with strangers, I'm out of that phase. I'm almost 40. I'm going to turn 38 next month. <laughs> but hey, you never know. I could be 75 and I could be like, wow, I kind of want to do that again. I want to like go to a sex party and do a bunch of MDMA. Hey, I'm sure there's some incredible crones at Burning Man who do that. So there may be a future again for, for that phase. But on this podcast, we're really talking about conscious sexuality. Conscious does not mean though good, right? Like let's get that out of our head. Conscious is aware 
we are conscious, right? It's like when you're about to pick up that second cookie and you just pick it up and put it in your mouth and then you become conscious sometimes. Oh shit, this is, I just, this is my second one. Okay, cool. I'm choosing in. Okay, I'm opting in. Cool. Now I'm conscious of the choice versus unconscious. And that's a pretty, I don't know, basic example, pretty flattened example, but it works. Anyway, let's talk about love and Valentine's Day. And we're all indoctrinated into that. And it's a, you know, mostly it was a commercial capitalist load of crap holiday, but it doesn't mean that we can't um, co-opt, reinvent, redefine that day for ourselves, the season. I mean, because I would love for there to be like 10 holidays where we celebrate love. So that's my life. Welcome to my life. Every day is a holiday where I celebrate love and I invite you into the same thing. One way that I invite you into that, let's start from the outside in, which usually I start from the inside out. When I was single, I, and I don't remember who this came from, and I really like to credit my teachers and influences whenever and wherever I remember, but I, I was like, I need to really feng shui my, my wardrobe my home. And I say feng shui, like, I do think that whoever, whoever taught me about this was, was kind of coming from that spot from, the, from a more feng shui, which you can Google to learn more about. But, um, I was like, how can I make my home, my wardrobe, my whole being more inviting to love? How can I become an invitation to love or to good sex? If that's, you know, I can, or both. It's like, am I living that? Am I, am I grooming myself in a certain way? Does my bed feel like an invitation to that? Does the lighting feel like an invitation to that? Does the music feel like an invitation to that? Um, and so I have become really ritualistic. And, and I probably always was. Yeah, I was. Because in high school, the first time I had sex, I made sure there were fairy lights. And there was a fount, a little fountain I had um, bought and that, that was in my room. And like a little tree and a, and a, a mosquito net over the bed. So I've always been like this. <laughs> but even now, I'm, I, I, so, so for a very long time now, we're talking like 25 years, I've really prioritized having the bedroom be a really delicious sacred space. And I talk about this in my book, too. Like if one thing's out of place, it like kind of hurts me and it sounds a little, um, you know, obsessive, but I really make the space feel energetically warm, inviting, delicious, and clear. So practicals, nice sheets that feel good, clean sheets, clean your fucking sheets. I'm sorry. Clean your sheets every week. <laughs> I mean, that's what I do. Smells good. I have oil diffusers with, you know, really delicious oils in different rooms of the house. Good lighting. Good lighting is everything. You can put red light bulbs. I may have mentioned this on a different podcast, but you, you can put red light bulbs in, um, in your uh, lamps or you can get some salt lamps that have like a pink light. And both of those are a little bit more warm and inviting than white light. Um and soft fabrics and textures, like whether it's sheepskins or blankets that feel really yummy. And then I would consider the same for your body. So I used to wear a lot of tight clothes. And um, at a certain point, I, I realized that my my energy was being really uh, s smothered. Was that the word? Um, 
strangled. Strangled. That like this tightness around my belly was inhibiting an energetic flow. Tightness around my hips, tightness around my around my rib cage. And so in order to be a deeper invitation to love, I have to be have a relaxed, open body and nervous system. And again, we're talking outside in, and then I'll talk about the inside and your nervous system and how you can be open to receiving from the inside out. But I realized that a lot of the clothes I was wearing were actually creating a stiffness in me, a rigidity in me. I wasn't able to be juicy, open, flowing. My belly couldn't be soft. So I I went ahead and shifted that and I changed my wardrobe completely. I'm like, yeah, that red leather pencil skirt was fucking hot, but I couldn't breathe in it. You know, so when you met me, you probably couldn't feel me. You probably couldn't feel my heart. You couldn't feel my belly. You couldn't feel my breath. You couldn't feel my essence. You couldn't feel my love because I was holding and tensing. And so if you want to be a beacon of who you are, if you want to blast out, you know, the message of who you are, there has to be a relaxation in your whole being. So if your clothes are prohibiting that, Give them to goodwill and find some other stuff. I'm not saying wearing, wear sweatpants all the time because that's also perhaps not an invitation to love. But could you find, you know, outfits that actually you could breathe in and move really well and, you know, express yourself in? Really important. The other thing is, you know, just hair and makeup. You know, is the makeup like preventing your essence from being felt like if someone to come up to you and like you know grab your face and like you know lick it and kiss it would it be like a disaster would you look like you know like oh my god I'm, I'm i'm melting like the women in death becomes her which if you haven't seen that movie is it's an oldie but a goodie so maybe that's something to consider you know like there's also something um about excess fragrances there was a time in my life and my audience, you guys are, I think, pretty uh, intelligent and conscious beings. So you may already have made these shifts, but there was a time in my life where I made the shifts away from um, chemical products. Mostly, I will be honest, mostly. And anything that had too much of a scent. And now if I smell a woman who has like a lot of scent and like smells like Bath and Body Works at the mall, it's very difficult for me to be around her. And not that she's, she's a lovely human, I'm sure. But those smells can be really artificial feeling. So that becomes, you know, potentially not an invitation to love or, you know, erotic connection, but a repellent. So just a reminder you know, just a reminder. It's like, oh, right. My whole being, my hair, my makeup, my undies. I definitely went through a phase where I looked at all my undies and I was like, which of y'all would I not want to see on the bedroom floor of my love, you know, the next day. And I'm like, okay. And there are a lot of, a lot of undies with some holes, I, you know, and they still have some here and there. <laughs> it's good every once in a while to do an inventory and just like go through and, and look at them and, and just say like, you know, let's do a little, little refresh. So tending to your body like a temple, 
in a loving way, not in like a, you know, make it clean and holy way, but in like a, is it an invitation to love and in connection? Or would someone be like, oh, I'm not going to touch her because I don't want to mess up her hair or her makeup. Or, you know, she looks like really stiff in that outfit. So those are some things in terms of your home space and your body and clothes space. And um, I really enjoy this. I really enjoy this. You know, I really enjoy uh, the ritual of creating a home that feels like an invitation to love or connection or storytelling. Like I have yummy cushions on the floor and sheepskins and cards, decks of cards and you know, good smelling things. And I always like to make the home feel really inviting, um, really generous. There's a generosity when we want to become an invitation of love. We have to be generous with our love. If we're being stingy and withholding with the way that we are loving or radiating love in the world, then we're going to be probably met with the same type of withholding. Unfortunately, I've definitely been there. Like, hmm, why aren't I getting the love that I want? And I'm like, well, I'm definitely not giving it or open to it. And I work with this with many women all the time. Okay, so those are some more preparatory things in terms of um, getting yourself aligned for being an energetic, magnetic match to love and to eros. The other thing I would say is to surround yourself with the type of art, music, and poetry that touches on this, the note of love that most enlivens you, right? There's so many different types of love out there, so many different types of erotic energy out there. And knowing the places in you that are the most like the places that get enlivened and by what is so important. If you don't know and you're like, I have no idea the type of love or erotic energy that really touches me, then go get curious. Then go get curious. Watch some films. One of the most fun things in the world is to, for me personally is to watch some sexy movies and to find the ones that are like, oh, fuck that's that's it oh my god that lights me up the same with poetry find some poetry that feels really good to read take it in the bathtub i mean having a good bath set up if you don't have a bath at home god bless you i'm so sorry but having a good setup in the bath is so important i feel clean bathtub bath salts oils candles so important to to letting your body be that invitation to love and erotic energy also kimonos <laughs> i love robes i think robes are a really easy way to be in this you know like lush enveloped space in the home without being in sweats I will say it's hard to do chores and ropes they that the, the kimono sleeves um get caught on things in the kitchen and I have to move much slower when I'm wearing a kimono which actually is a good thing because it creates more fluidity in my body 
but it's not always efficient if you're trying to like clean the kitchen and your kimono sleeves is catching on everything or you're trying to run up the stairs and sometimes you trip on the kimono. That's totally me. Also, kimonos require um, one hand to lift the kimono as you walk up the stairs. So if you're trying to walk up the stairs carrying a bunch of stuff wearing a kimono, it's not a pretty thing. You're going to trip. Same with long dresses. So it, it like it requires you to slow down a little bit. So, um, you know, sometimes I, I say to my partner, I'm like, I'm wearing I'm wearing a long dress. Like I'm not meant to carry things in both my hands. I need one hand to lift the dress and one hand to um, to hold the railing. <laughs> And then that's my excuse for not carrying anything up from the car to the house. We have these long stairs. But it's actually true because it's like, I'll trip. Anyway, slight digression there. But um, yeah, kimono, like yummy kimonos. They don't, you don't have to, to buy like the original. Um, in fact, there's some really great affordable ones. And um, yeah, even like Victoria's Secret has some. Obviously, that's like a mass produced thing. So it's probably not super sustainable, but there are some great, um, great, probably more sustainable small small spots. They're probably more expensive. Um, and my friend Pat, who's on the podcast, got me a, a, an amazing kimono from like kind of a cheap, not cheapy, but like a lower uh, cost spot in France that I love and I wear all the time. And it's like maybe the most comfortable one. So Finding something that feels comfortable, but also that you feel sexy and at home is really good. Very, very good. Okay, so continuing on talking about opening and, and being this attractor point, this emanation of love and erotic energy. Let's talk about how to do that from the inside out. Breath and movement. So breath and movement are so important. If you can put on one song a day and dance to it and one song a day and breathe, your body can relax just a little. So many people are super tight from sitting at the computer and really rigid and hardened and hardened by the world we're living in today, which is enough to really, it is enough to harden us. You know, it takes a lot more energy to stay soft, open, and juicy in the times that we're in right now. Fear is definitely not a soft and juicy um, feeling in the body. It's usually a hardening, a sharpening, and activating. So if we're running a lot of fear in our body, often we really have to manage it the opposite way. And look, even if you have kids and you're busy and you have two jobs, like make it a ritual with your kids, put on music and dance, roll around on the ground, pretend you're, you know, worms inching and, and rolling or kittens play, play to open your body back up. Find that time. If you don't have those obligations and you have more space, then take half hour and dance and dance in the mirror and open and breathe and, you know, admire yourself. That is so important to being an invitation to love and connection. I mean, there are so many brilliant women out there and, and whose bodies aren't open, whose nervous systems aren't. And look, we many of us have been through a lot of trauma. And um, so there's, I'm not, there's no blame. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying 
like it's a it's it's a it's more of a sad thing right that we've had to protect ourselves so much but that then it prevents us from being able to receive the thing that we want the most which is love so if if it's you know within your life experience that you've had to experience some of this difficult stuff that has hardened your heart or your pussy well then it's up to you to soften it again so that you can receive what you want and so many people do transformational work or, or self-development work through the head just like repeating beliefs mindset all this stuff but i'm like if you're not bringing it into the body if your body is hard and tight and all the doors are shut then i don't think it's going to come in i mean that's just my opinion i could always be wrong but you know a greater openness and softness to life so we've got our our bedroom covered <laughs> we've got our wardrobe covered another thing that i'll mention is um your foods the way you eat how you eat is it an invitation to love connection depth erotic you know, are you eating in like a very kind of productive, industrial kind of a way? Could you allow for some time that you eat, that you make it a beautiful ritual, erotic, sensual? You know, and if, if, you're, if you're single, do that alone. I used to do that alone all the time. I even did that, that thing that's so embarrassing to say in a way, but bless us all. And maybe it's actually the wisest thing I've ever done. I'm not sure. But where you put like a plate in front of you and you set a spot for your lover. I don't know. Thinking about it now, I'm like, that sounds depressing. But I did do that stuff. I did all these weird rituals. Not weird. But, you know, it's it's about if you, if you, if you buy into it and if it feels good and if it feels right in the moment, great. If you're doing it and it feels tragic, don't do it. <laughs> I also cleared space in my closet for a man's clothes as a, as just like a ritual. Anyway, this, this podcast isn't about calling in your person. We can do that one later. It's more about just being an invitation to love, whether you're in partnership, whether you're single, whether you don't want to be in partnership and are just loving life, it doesn't matter. We can touch more on the, you know, kind of calling in later if we want, but, um, there's so many cliches in the calling in space that I just kind of want to hide from that. <laughs> but anyway, let's focus on invitation to love. So you, so make a beautiful meal for yourself and eat it in a way that it feels open, inviting, soft, not rushing. Just see how hard that is for you. And then if you are in partnership or you're in some sort of relationship that make sure that you're, you're together eating in a way that feels like an invitation to love or to you know juicy sex how's the lighting how's the music what kind of food are you choosing are you choosing something that could be like you know kind of like is it like not sexy food like <laughs> is it something that's gonna you know give you gas and that you know is gonna be hard to chew it's just considering these things you know I mean, I would never eat certain things if I knew that I wanted to be in a love-inviting space. And so those are things to consider. 
on any given day when you're like, okay, I'm so ready to be in a connected space with myself or a partner. So those are, you know, those are some, there's th- some basics. And I just wanted to review some of these basics because I'm wondering, like, if I came into your bedroom and I came into your closet and I came into your fridge and I watched you eating and bathing, which of course I don't want to watch anyone do all those things, but would it feel like an invitation to love or to like juicy, sensual connection or wild, passionate fucking you know, or would it feel like you're busy running from three, thing to thing to thing, looking at your phone, your head's always craned over a device, your body's rigid, tight, fast, like me tripping up and down the stairs in a kimono. <laughs> I mean, I don't nail this all the time, of course. So for Valentine's Day, which we can always make any day reclaim, we can, you know, spit on Hallmark or love them. It's up to you. Um, We can choose how we consider this season where, you know, there's a lot that may be pushed our way, even by just like going to the grocery store and seeing all these balloons. And if you're single, it might feel Um, sad or isolating and it's a great opportunity for you to enter into this deep ritual space with yourself around being an invitation to love and if you're already practicing all this at a level 10 like you're nailing it then please tell me and I want to celebrate you and um and and celebrate yourself because it's amazing and I don't think I I don't think any of us can practice at that level all the time but if you're single instead of being sad about it just consider okay, I'm becoming more of an invitation to love, to sensual pleasure, juicy, like connection to Eros. Watch those movies that light you up from the inside out, that make you juicy, soft, open. Find the poetry. Like, don't fall asleep around it. Don't just expect someone else to walk into your life and that they're going to bring it all in. Hell no. You've got to know yourself erotically. You've got to know yourself romantically. You've got to know how to romance yourself and turn yourself on. And if you don't, great. Here's something for you to do for the next few months. Be on a mission of curiosity with yourself. Try things. Experiment. Maybe you buy a kimono and you think it's like the worst idea ever. Maybe you start wearing, you know, some some more comfortable like clothes that you can breathe in and you have to try a few different things that's fine maybe you you eat a fig in this really yummy sexy way and um and you find that you just really love figs and you never knew (laughs) so whether or not you're in partnership single calling someone in or just wanting to live as love and I'm not saying love that's sentimental over emotional or love that's passive right love can be so fierce it can be fiery it can be many things but you know the difference when you meet someone and they feel like an invitation to love it may be an intense one at times or maybe soft but you know what it feels like and imagine the delicious gift that you will give to everyone who is around you 
as you continue to embody that. Always tending to the inside, feeling, opening your heart, doing however you do that. Find it. Find your way. Whether it's dance, singing, writing poetry, reading poetry, uh, you know, breath work, meditation, eating mushrooms. Mushrooms help me open my heart so much. So however you find your way there that feels safe, good, and healthy for you, do it, you know? All right, sending you so much love. Mm. Beaming it from my heart to yours right now with a little mischievous smile and a tickle. Hope you have a gorgeous, gorgeous season of love and eros. And I invite you to live that way all the time because why the hell not? Mwah. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. For more, 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 follow me on IG at Alexandra Roxo, and you can get on my mailing list where I send poems, practices, rituals, links to upcoming retreats and events, and all kinds of goodies. And if this podcast has touched your heart, please let us know. Please write us a review, give us a five-star rating, all of that. It means a lot to myself and everyone involved. Big, big love, my darling. Have a fabulous day and see you again very soon.